Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 19 of the Far Beyond Metal podcast. I'm your host and spirit guide on this metal journey, Daniel Cordova. In this episode, I interview Head Ned of the band Oakley Dokley. Later, I go deep in the vault for the my first band of the Fallen Gwar frontman, Odorous Urungus, and I recommend Anibus. Oakley Dokley took the internet by storm recently with their unique blend of heavy metal and Simpsons quotes, specifically those of the character Ned Flanders. I should mention that my two favorite things in the world are heavy metal and the Simpsons. So I am both in awe of this band and furious at them that I didn't think of this idea first. The identities of the band members are secret, so I don't actually know anybody's real names. However, I spoke with the vocalist Head Ned, but the band also features Dead Ned, Red Ned, Cred Ned, and who could forget, Blood Ned. Oakley Dokley are currently on tour with Beat Talica, and I was able to speak with Head Ned before their Sacramento stop. Before we dive in, here's some of your jerk from Oakley Dokley's Howdly Doodly. Anytime I wear it to a show or something, there's always like a handful of people that show up. They're like, "Oh man, that shirt! Where the hell did you get that shirt?" Yeah, just some guy's website that it was shared through like Metal Sucks and Metal Injector, one of those. Yeah, my fiance watches that show all the time, and I just passively watch it. Mm-hmm. But every time he was on, I'd like lock in, like, "Oh man, he's so good." Yeah, he was, was actually great. just in town like last weekend. Nick Offerman. Yeah, oh, him, awesome. him and Dave Keckner were doing something. Huh. It wasn't quite a music show, but probably play guitar at some point. Oh, neat. His stand-up's pretty hybrid Yeah. Cool. All right, well, shall we, sir? Sure. All right, so you just got off the Monstrosity Tour yes. with uh, Max Sabbath and Metalachi. Mm-hmm. How was that? How was that whole thing? Because that seems like an event. Yeah, that was an event. Every day was an event. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, really great really great guys in those bands, so like being backstage was, was really fun really crowded because the stage show that goes into everything so you're tripping over an inflatable burger and a giant logo and you know a costume tub and all that so it was fun but going out and having like we we got to crack open the show um we put a lot of question marks over people's heads to kick it off and then Metalachi came out uh the musicianship from those guys is phenomenal and Max Sabbath puts on a wild show so just just that combo and those crowds and the, the show, so it was awesome. It was I happened great. to see a Metalachi uh, a couple years ago, and they did like a double set evening thing. It was just like yeah. so much amazingness. And they closed the Tenacious D, which did not see oh, that coming. Oh man, uh, that's great. Did you fuck her gently from those guys. <laughs> yeah, so good. <laughs> that's great. Uh, what What did you do before Oakley Dokley? Before Oakley Dokley, I was an accountant. Uh, literally three days before we left for uh, the Monstrosity tour, uh, it was my last day of my accounting job. It is Oakley Dokley life now. It is. So now I do, of course, all the accounting for Oakley Dokley as well. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I traded it from accounting to accounting in a van with occasional yelling, and it's okay when you do it. Very good. So is, is Oakley Dokley now, like, a career? It's, yeah, it's what we're doing full-time right now. Cool. We were on the road for a month. We were back home for two weeks, just 
fixing our van, all the things that we broke. We broke the locks on two of the doors of the van, broke the lock on the inside of the door for one of them. So, yeah, fixing that, getting ready, and now we're back on the road for seven weeks, and this is what we do. You guys are the pioneers of nettle music, of course. Mm-hmm. How you, how you going to feel once this becomes another thing, like death nettle and black nettle and nettle core? You know, I suppose the bigger it gets, like, I, if it's one or two bands that kind of go after it, I, I think that would be the worst of the situations. <laughs> I'd be, I think it'd be great if it was one, just us, and we were the only thing that was nettle and that was it. Or if all of a sudden it's a thing and you've got bark core and crusty punk and, like, mm-hmm. this whole, like, if we start this this crazy Simpsons revolution. That's what, like, it's either, it's, it's you know, go big or go home type of thing. I hope it's a big thing, or I hope it's, like, just us and we're the only ones who, you know, went, branched out and did it. I'm so tempted to get a bunch of bearded friends to do a Jasper band. <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> just great. make it sound like Baroness or Mastodon or something. Yeah. And I, I do applaud you guys for having such diverse overall sounds. Oh, thank you. It's, it's interesting, because, like, Subject-wise, it's all Ned Flanders. Yeah. Musically, it's fucking everywhere, and it's amazing. Yeah. So I think it's really cool. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Beatallica is a pretty solid gimmick in themselves, and combining Metallica and the Beatles. Uh-huh. What's another sort of gimmick or character that you think would deserve its own? You know, I'm probably a terrible judge at that, because when I first thought of it, like, Flanders and metal didn't really seem like something that would go together. Mm-hmm. Too obscure... Uh, we're big Futurama fans. I think when we start graying and we can do the gray mustache, we'll do a Scruffy the Janitor band. Solid. Call it Boiling Toilets or something. <laughs> um, and uh, make that all hardcore punk. Uh, we've had, like, other strange ideas and things um, for, for different wild bands, all of them some kind of combination of something that's adorable and then, you know, brutalizing it on a stage. Um, but, yeah... The Scruffy the Ban- Janitor Band is, is the leading uh, is the leading one right now. So after, like, Oakley Doakley's out touring the latest album right now, mm-hmm. is there songwriting already happening for the next record, or will the next record be someone else? Well, as I've been calling it as a working title, Howdily Toodily. Um, oh, so good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really bad, it is. No, that's my favorite part about it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, actually, yeah, there's been some songwriting. We're about halfway through, and we've, we've fully developed a few of them. We are playing a few live on this tour. So we've got a song, Murdiddly Erdler, which is very difficult to spell, difficult to say without stuttering it, and it's a fun one to play. Um, we have a song dedicated to Purple Drapes, because Flanders screams when he sees Purple Drapes, so why not play a song called Purple Drapes, where we just scream throughout the whole thing. Um, and yeah, it's a... Uh, There'll be a couple, a couple other ones that we're playing that are slightly new, but then we're also playing everything from our record as well. So, yeah, Howdily Toodily, as it is, working title is in the works. Well, I know I don't have a vote, but I'm voting for it for that. <laughs> is there going to be a ballad for mod? A ballad for mod, yes. Right. In a way. In a way, cool. Uh, we have a little song we're working on called The Last Thing. It's based on the Flanders quote, The last thing I bought for a woman was a coffin. <laughs> Which is really, really, like, heavy out of context. That's, that's metal alone. It, it is. But it's straight from the mouth of Ned. And all we do is put, you know, droning guitars behind it. And, you know, that's what we do for a living now. That's right. Have you had any feedback from the Groaning Empire or the folks at Fox? 
We had early, very, very early on, we had uh, Al Jean respond to a tweet about us, which is, you know, kind of very far-fetched and, and, you know, not exactly him knocking on our door, but that was the one connection that we've seen. Uh, and then somebody who noted that they worked for Matt Groening reached out to us and said that they thought we were cool. And that made us really excited. But that's the extent of anything that's happened, which we're okay with because we've also been a little afraid that their legal department might reach out, which we've been afraid of that for as long as we've been a band, and nothing's happened yet. So maybe we're okay. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you actually been to Springfield, Oregon? On no. this on this tour, any of your tours so far? No, we haven't been to Springfield, Oregon. Um, we're heading up to Oregon. We're on our way there. I don't know if Springfield's on our route. It is. It is. I went to. I drove to Seattle last year, and we came up to a sign that said Springfield, Oregon, and I shut myself because I put two and two together, and we went there, and we found a mural, and where it had Yearly uh, Smith's footprints there, and you know, it's apparently all the street signs are there yeah. leading to it. There's little subtle things all over town, and if you've got the time. Kill an hour, check it out. Okay, yeah. I think we're going to adjust our route and do that. Our last show on this tour is in Springfield, Missouri. Fitting. Not quite <laughs> not quite Oregon, but it is Springfield. Were you able to try the uh, white, line, white wine spritzer or the Flaming Moe last night at Slim's? Yes, I... Yes. How were they? Uh, very good. The Flaming Moe is excellent. Um, did they light it? Or? They did not light it on fire, unfortunately. I tried to, to kind of live it up there. Um didn't work so well, but it was filled with cinnamon whiskey, so it did kind of light your face on fire a little bit, uh, and it was great, and the white wine spritzer was wonderful, a little bit of lime in there, nice and refreshing, and uh, yeah, fuel for uh, the rage we put on the stage. <laughs> Godspeed Little Doodle by Oakley Doakley from their album, Howdly Doodly. I'll have more with Head and Ed momentarily, but first, this is my first band. In 2012, while working at my college radio station, I was lucky enough to land an interview with Dave Brocky, a.k.a. Odorous Urungus, from Guar. It wound up being one of the most fun interviews I've ever done, and that chat alone made me appreciate the music of Guar on a whole new level. Dave unfortunately later passed away, leaving the metal world and Guar with a void that may never actually be filled. The whole interview was a lot of fun, and I'll share it with you all one of these days in a bonus episode or, or something. But uh, for now, here is Odorous Urungus' Heavy Metal Origins. Uh, what was your first band called, and what did it sound like? Oh, my first band was only was Guar, and only Guar. I've never been in any other bands than Guar. Um, I mean, I was in the Third Shock Army of the Masters Scumdog Stormtroopers. I guess it was kind of a band, in that we were bound together, or bound to get into trouble, or a band of brothers, if you will. We marry few. Um, we were an elite war unit, but uh, we, we still had we had a band. We had a marching band that we would play, you know? Lots of tubas and weird, like, space horns and stuff like that. We didn't really get into heavy metal until we came to Earth, though.
Following Brocky's passing, Gwar gained a new singer in Michael Bishop, a.k.a. Blothar, and have still been touring non-stop. They're actually going to be out on the Warp Tour this summer. For more Gwar, head to Gwar.net. Now, before I wrap it up with Head Ned from Oakley Doakley, here's some of the track White Wine Spritzer, the track that started it all. Routine. Our most what? Your mustache care routine. Mustache care routine. Because you all have um, natural mustaches? Yes. Can you be do. in the band if you can't grow one? Yes. Okay. You can. Because we'd open up our Flanders to anyone if we happen to have a female Flanders, which we do have some bonus nets show up at the show who are female, still counts. Cool. And if they can grow a natural mustache, that's even more metal. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, that, that's absolutely and totally allowed. But all of us do have natural mustaches. Uh, our drummer, Bledned, has the natural mustache plus some. He has the extended mustache that goes all around. Um, I'm a supporter. <laughs> <laughs> notably. Uh, and, yeah, mustache care is just uh, combing it before every show, making sure that it's neat, uh, giving it the old trim so you're not uh, taking it in when you take in some uh, sandwiches or cider or anything. And, uh, yeah, just making sure not to rip it out on stage. Forgive me if this is a question you get asked all the time. Do you have a favorite episode? Yes. Uh, my favorite episode, and, and it's developed into my favorite episode in the time between when we conceived the band to when we released anything, is Hurricane Nettie, which is where so much of our okily dokaliness comes from. It's the episode where his, his house is torn down and he's constantly, you know, pressured into anger. He bursts and screams at the town. He checks himself into a mental hospital. It's revealed that he hates his parents and the post office. That teaches the beach ball, correct? Oh, when he's being ball. spanked? Yes. Yes, yeah. and the doctor pauses to hit yeah. the beach ball. Yeah, the Spankological Institute. That's where he's sent to, and he's spanked for, like, seven months, and that's why he does his doodlies and diddlies. So, that that one... That is my favorite. It's a solid one. My go-to is uh, a later episode, the one where Homer gets medicinal marijuana. Yeah. I fucking love that one. <laughs> Crow things are so corny. It's great. I love one of the earlier ones where he's uh, trying to skateboard across the gorge. Oh, yeah. To show Bart. But that was one of the earliest memories of me, like, cracking up. Like, the third time he fell down the gorge. Yeah, that, that hit me. Do you remember the first time you saw The Simpsons? Uh, I... Or is it kind of been really, a constant? The show is like a year older than I am, so it's something Same. that my dad watched. Wait, no, flip that. I'm a year older. Ah, <laughs> did yeah. the math on that? Yeah, he's. Uh, it's something that my dad like really watched, and so just as a small baby, I was likely in the room, and The Simpsons was on, so I was just maybe you know relating to Maggie at that point. And ever since then, I've I've grown up surrounded by it. Since so, you related to Maggie, how many old men have you shot? How many? Um. <laughs> Let's see, we ran over an old lady on our way here. Good, good. Um, I don't know what the cutoff age is, but depending, it could be anywhere from three to seven. 
Seems low, but okay. <laughs> and, and like, since Oakley Doakley has become your life, it, so much Simpsons is now surrounding you, perhaps more so, maybe the same amount, how has your view of the show changed since it seems to be more of you? You know, it's... It, it, We've grown a lot closer to it. It's funny watching the show and seeing Ned Flanders on the screen, and there's a connection there. Like, the way that I look at him, maybe sometimes people look at me. Um, I, I still really love the show, and I think one thing that's really brought me to a greater appreciation of the show is being on the ground level of a lot of the fans of it, and seeing the tattoos, and seeing the people who... Who, who like truly adore this show and they and we kind of get some of that we feel very flattered that, that it's the show that they love and they come to see us and our representation of it and we feel responsible but it's 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 so cool to be one on one with the fans of the show and see how they appreciate it and it gives you a greater appreciation for it. So beautiful. I, you are honestly combining two of my favorite things, my loves in life, my two biggest obsessions. Oh, wonderful. And I'm also equally jealous that I didn't think of it first, but it's, yeah. it's so good. And we, when we first imagined the band, we thought the Venn diagram of Simpsons fans and metal was going to be like this. We just thought it was this goofy thing we were going to have, like, you know, a couple locals. We would be the weird guys who step on the stage on a Tuesday night in a bar, and somebody would be like, do you know what I just saw? I don't understand it. <laughs> but, yeah, the, you know, the combination of these two things and uh, people being into it has been great and unexpected. Like, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know there were people like us that, that did enjoy both of these things and wrongly combining them in such a right way. I'll end with the question I like to ask everybody I interview. What was your first band called, and what did it sound like? Oh, my first band. Mm. So, we have to hide our identity, so of I'm course. just going to do like what is, a... What's Head Ned's, for, or Ned's first band? Ned's first band. Yeah, well, are, you, are, you a, are you like the Flanders family from that barbecue, and they had like the Mexican Flanders yeah, there? Or are you, are you, yeah, or are you indeed Ned Flanders? How does it, how does it work? We're a bit, uh, it's a bit strange. I think that it's almost kind of like a... Uh, I don't know, a multiple personality disorder, but instead kind of backwards where it's five people who all have the same personality instead of one person who has five different ones. Um, but my first band, I guess an anagram of it would be just Destruction Thursday, and it was actually a pop-punk band. It was, uh, I was the bassist in it. And, um, we had a female lead singer and a female drummer. We had, you know, Maud and Edna in the band, and... Uh, um, it was worlds away from this. But this is rad. Well, yeah. sir, thank you for talking to me. Oh, uh, thanks, Daniel. I'm looking forward to you. Oakley Doakley are currently touring with Beatallica. If they come near you, you should absolutely go. 
If you like metal, if you like The Simpsons, their live experience is worth your time. I'm not just saying that because I was able to land an interview with them and I'm like kissing their ass or something. It was a lot of fucking fun. I loved what I saw that night. It was such a good time. For more Oakley Doakley, head to oakleydoakley.com. I like to end every episode with a recommendation, and in this episode, I am recommending Anibus. Anibus are a self-described cinematic progressive rock band from Sydney, Australia. I love me some prog, and this fourth album theirs, The Second Hand, is a solid prog record. From that album, here is Fool's Gold in its entirety.
The second hand by Anibus will drop May 23rd. For more Anibus, head to anibusmusic.bandcamp.com or anibusmusic.com. Also, that is A-N-I-B-U-S. I'd like to thank you for tuning in to the Far Beyond Metal podcast. If you want to talk to me, if you're in a band and you want to be featured on the show, if you know a band that should be featured on the show, head to facebook.com slash farbeyondmetal. You can email me at farbeyondmetaldan at gmail.com. Or if you're on the tweets, so am I, at Ovacord. That's O-V-A-C-O-R-D. And as always, the music is Far Beyond Metal by Strapping Young Lad from their album The New Black, courtesy of Century Media Records and Devin Townsend himself. Thank you for listening. A Catbox Production.